0: Hi guys, this is Deacon Will. Before we begin this episode, I just wanted to let parents know that this episode does uh, cover some topics on human sexuality um, that are are sensitive. Um, It's probably appropriate for those who are in late middle school or or high school and above, uh, but definitely uh, it's something to be looked at and left to your discretion as parents. Um, So if you do have young ears around, just uh, maybe choose another time to listen to this podcast or uh, put in some headphones or something like that. Thanks, and we hope that uh, this podcast has been helpful for you as you continue to grow in virtue. Welcome to Excess and Defect 2020, a Linton podcast series about the vices and virtues in our lives and how we can overcome vice and grow in virtue and uh, come closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Deacon Will Rooney, and today I'm joined by uh, two of my fellow Austin Seminarians. You guys want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves? They're pointing hey, at each other
1: right first, now. You go first,
2: Matthew. You go first, Matthew.
1: <laughs> Dang, I forgot I couldn't see him. Hello, I'm Matthew Jewell, First Theologian with the Diocese of Austin. And I am Lad Spears.
0: Uh, so uh, what's our topic today, Lad?
2: Uh, we're going to be talking about the vice of lust, the vice and of lust appropriately. The, Oh, I'm sorry. If you can hear the train whistle, is that,
0: That's okay, fine. Well, there's
2: a really loud train whistle cause I'm in Taylor and the tracks are right there by us. Um, so if you hear that in the background, I'm sorry. Um, yes, we're talking about the vice of lust. And so the topic or sorry, the title rather for today's episode is fittingly vice vice baby.
0: Da 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 da, yeah.
1: Our friend Vanilla, say
0: <laughs> uh, all, right, yeah. all the so, lines,
1: lad. Go. No, don't
0: do that because we could get copyright infringement. Right. <laughs> I don't want. I don't our want. Our friend
2: and patron of the show, Vanilla. Ice. Just kidding. <laughs> he does not support us.
0: <laughs> he might. I mean, he, he may want to be virtuous, um, but he has not. Uh, he's not made that clear to us yet. Uh, so yeah. So we got lust. Lust is on the table here uh, for discussion. <laughs> And why is Matthew holding up an uh, icon of Christ to me right now?
1: He's going to teach us about lust. Christ he, he, is going to teach us? Is that the
2: panto crater, or panto, panto crater icon? Yeah, I think so.
0: When I think of lust, uh, or I th- when I think of uh, how to overcome lust, I think of Christ the bridegroom. You guys know that icon? Oh. It's that, the one the, where
1: the crown of thorns, uh,
0: yeah, he's he's sitting on the bench outside of uh, like he's just been scourged, and uh, yeah, so so it, Christ the bridegroom, um, I think Thomas Aquinas may make that connection that uh, that's like he was scourged for the offenses of lust, uh, in 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 from man. I don't know if that's like a where that exactly comes from, but I heard it from yeah. someone who's a Thomist, and so I think it may be from Thomas. <laughs> so, wouldn't be the
2: first time we've done that on the show.
0: <laughs> what? Just yeah, I mean, just randomly attribute things to people. Okay, so uh, let's. Wait, let's wait, get wait, to but it. I
2: mean, I mean, does it? I mean, do you, do you know at all like the demonstration that Thomas? Are are you are you familiar? Because I I know I'm thinking of something in my mind. I could be totally out to lunch on like maybe why he would arrive at that Um, like lust um, and uh, you know and a lot of the the sins that kind of fall under that umbrella heading and these are all sins of the flesh right and we see most most thoroughly and most clearly um, like Jesus suffering in the flesh at his scourging right I mean so Mm -hmm. I would think that that maybe is that
0: so, yeah, I mean I think that, that could be connection. could be the case. Uh I I don't I don't actually know the the full reasoning, so um I hesitate to articulate, but that seems like a a reasonable thing to um to consider. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what uh what lust is. What is lust? We I mean I, I think that word has been used uh in a lot of different ways uh kind of in our culture uh it's almost it's almost like it's uh, it has the, the meaning has shifted a lot. Uh, mm. but, but what is it? What is it from our Catholic point of view or from the the view of uh, of
1: vice? Well, I don't know anything, but I'm just going to give it a stab anyways. So I think that lust is a sin. Or an excess in venereal pleasure,
0: right? And what does what does that word venereal mean?
1: I don't know, but I think it has to do with sexuality.
0: Yes. Uh, so, uh, I think that I think that's right. Like it's a disordered desire for pleasure, specifically sexual pleasure, right? And we use lust in a lot of different ways, but um, here today we're talking about. That uh, that vice of excessively or disorderedly disorderly uh, going after uh, sexual pleasure, which, as you know, it it doesn't it doesn't take too much imagination to see uh, that that's very or doesn't take eyes too wide open to see that that's very um, prevalent in our our kind of uh, cultural milieu today. So lust is, um, yeah, it's a it, like all of the the deadly sins in this this way. It's a um, kind of a seeking after uh, seeking after something that's good, but in a disordered way. So what's the good that's behind? Uh, what 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 is a good that lust kind of seeks, but goes about seeking it excessively or in the wrong way? What's the good that it seeks
2: Not there? The it's seeking the, the good that is fruitful and uh, unitive sexual union between um, a husband and a wife, right? Like there's like there's good in in the in the pleasure there itself. There's good in what it engenders between the two of them, and there's good in um, what the what the sexual act is ordered to. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's the that's the good. And I think like lust, lust is trying to isolate and extract from that context, the pleasure.
0: So if I'm understanding you right, lad, you're saying that the problem with lust is that it separates, um, it separates kind of this, uh, it separates from uh, pleasure out as the sole desired thing um, when sexuality is actually supposed to be ordered to uh, unity between two people and uh, also towards um, life givingness or, or um, yeah, towards towards like procreation. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that every sexual act between a husband and a wife has to be, uh, you know, has to be an act by which they create a human life, right, or procreate a human life. Um, that's up to, to God. Uh, but that there has to be an openness in every use of the sexual faculty, right. Um, towards both unity and towards procreation.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, uh, for me, this is, this is like, a like, I think that this is a topic that, uh, I'm not sure how to put this exactly right, but like, we have all been, uh, we've all been affected by this reality of this kind of lie that is prevalent in our culture, that sexuality is ordered merely towards uh, or, or should be ordered merely towards pleasure, right? Towards like the, the, like, you know, like getting what I need or, or, or that kind of, kind of thing. Every, like literally every advertisement that you see, all these shows on TV, all that kind of stuff, uh, uses kind of a sexual, uh, uses human sexuality to achieve some end other than unity between people and, um, and, and procreation. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just something that, uh, that has, I don't know. When I reflect on this vice in my own experience, right. It's almost like, uh, this one our our culture has just completely lost its mind right like there's not even like a a question uh in many people's hearts about whether or not this is something um evil right or or, or whether or not this is something that's wrong um i don't know if that's been kind of y'all's experience or not or uh what y'all kind of think about that but
2: i do think like the term like so If you go to any pick your pick your pick your random uh public setting uh or public gathering of people not that you necessarily talk about this in public but take just any kind of random sample size of the general populace and if you um if you use the word lust or bring up the word lust i think it will almost instantly be associated with um, like Protestant purity culture, like that's like hmm. that's where it triggers in people's minds is an association with Protestant purity culture. Um, it, to to the extent that I think we've rele- and I say we I don't mean we uh, or I don't even mean like we the church I mean like we at least in American culture have relegated it like it's it's easy to kind of just like throw it in that bin and then f- forget about it and like well that's you know that's um, that belongs kind of over there uh and now let's move on with our
1: lives let's proceed with business as usual Hmm. Uh, i so i i think this might just be a step further so it might not be that contradictive to what you said but like you see lust used in certain you know shops and things that sell clothes women's clothes specifically i think but in clothing stores or different just normal things and you see the word lust or like, cause lust, it's normalized to how I perceive it. Now it's normalized as like, a that feeling you get whenever you're, you're like flirting with someone or something like, it's like a, mm-hmm. like, it's not a bad thing. Right? Yeah. In um, the culture.
0: It's not a, yeah. yeah.
1: Right. And it's so, so I think the association of lust is with that feeling of like, I don't know what to call it. Um, Arousalment, maybe. Yeah, arousal, like the
0: something. the look to desire, right? Or maybe maybe you could call it like that. Like, uh,
1: are, you, are you? Are
0: <laughs> Is is that? Are you saying Matthew that? Um, because you bring up a good point, right? Like the the attraction to another person and this is i think this is something that that bears us kind of going into a little bit the attraction to a person is not wrong right like in, in fact it's a really good thing uh but yeah. it, it seems like to me that we have basically bought into the lie in our culture that if i'm attracted to a person that means by definition that uh that I should go towards sexual or doing some type of sexuality, some, t- some type of sexual act with them, or at least like entertaining the proposition for that. Um, or, or something like that. Is that, are, is that what you're saying? Or are you saying something a little bit different? I'm trying to understand. I mean,
1: I think I agree with what you said, but I guess what I was saying was just the fact that people like the word lust with how people understand that word now is just, something like attraction or something like um a sexual attraction right so like that's that's how i think people understand so it's like it's it's like you said like attraction is a good thing and so people i think when we use it um when you see the word lust or something it doesn't always have that negative connotation it has just like you got some feelings for someone
0: yeah no that's an interesting point um but do you think that it still carries with it like i i i mean i still think that there's like a it, even if if we don't recognize it when we use it in that way um culturally speaking i think it still carries with it the idea that uh like either i'm presenting myself as an object to be used or i'm i'm uh using another person as an object right for, no, yeah, for I my think, own
1: good i think that's yeah presenting like, yeah. oneself as an object that sounds yeah like they're but that's okay yeah they they're okay with that
0: right yeah so there's like a yeah uh, i agree it, it's almost like the the only rule in in uh i don't even want to use the word rule really but like <laughs> the the only norm for human sexuality today is uh is consent right mm-hmm. like if if i'm okay with yep. you using me and you're okay with me using you and we're okay with each other using each other, then there's there's no problem, right? Anything goes, right? And uh, I mean, I I just have met enough people in my life, and I mean, quite honestly, my own personal experience uh, in this in this area, right? That that just isn't satisfied. Like it it it's a lie, right? Like there the 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 facts do not bear out um, like the, that idea that there can be this, um, mutual use of two people, um, without like some sort of harm, right? Without some sort of, uh, like, it's just interesting that, that, that we have, uh, it's almost like we're blind to the harm that, that, that this can cause, right?
2: Yeah. Well, again, I, I really don't think that the idea, you know, maybe uh, apart from like uh certain, like, mm, I, I mean, I don't, I hesitate to call them like poetic, you know, in air quotes, uses of it, you know, or like suggestive, you know, like Matthew, you mentioned, like whether it's different stores or things like that, that use it apart from that, I really don't think it, it like it enters the, the, either the word or the notion of lust. I really don't think it enters into the common consciousness. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just kind of dismissed again. You can, you can easily bin it with, um, like some Christian and a specifically Protestant purity culture. It can be binned there, put there and forgotten there. And, um, and I really don't think that that concept enters into, um, people's minds as, yeah, it, relates to, as, it, as it relates to, um, uh, you know, erotic or romantic affairs. I I just don't even think it's a thing.
0: So do you think, uh, do you think that what, like, how do we, is it something? So what does that do, lad? Like, what does that mean practically speaking for, uh, for our culture?
2: uh, Well, I think you, you, you spoke to the very, uh, to the very, um, thing that it results in is that we, um, as a culture, we find ourselves, You know and maybe repeatedly we find ourselves in these relationships or and i I, relationships i'm gonna put those in air quotes too um but we find ourselves in these usurious you know relationships um, that hurt people and and it seems to happen again and again and pretty um i don't want to say it's almost taken for granted but it's i think sometimes it's kind of viewed as like the cost of doing business you know and that like that to a degree has become accepted
0: the cost of me getting this pleasure is me being hurt by in this way or. Yeah. And,
2: and, and I don't mean that necessarily, like physically speaking, I mean, I sure. certainly, I, I think we can, we can, we can draw a connection to things like the rape culture that we've talked about or that, that, that has been oh, yeah. talked about the rape culture, but even more, you know, like spiritually hurt, emotionally hurt. Um, I think that again, a lot of, a lot of, um, and I'm thinking maybe more specifically to the emotional side of the house. Now I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of seen as the cost of doing business or just maybe something that, okay, that sucks, man. Sorry. Or, or, uh, I think that's the, kind of the attitude that it has largely taken precisely because we've just dismissed this whole idea, this whole concept first of lust, a, as a concept in itself, B as a, as a vice, yeah. to be fought and the the natural result is, is what is what I'm describing right now.
0: Right. Yeah. There's a really good book called uh, Unprotected uh, and I want to say the author's name is, is Gross Grossman. It's a lady who wrote and I can't remember if that's the right author. Um, but she talks about how uh, she's a, she's a counselor on a, on a college campus and, um, and she sees all these, these girls who come into her office basically, and uh, they've, they've basically um, kind of bought into i mean there's this term the hookup culture right uh in in, in on a college campus she sees the fallout basically of, of of this reality her argument her entire argument is from just like a practical point of view on for psychological health and, and things like that uh we are not doing people favors by telling them that uh having casual sex or uh, casual sexual relationships or even just like an ongoing relationship without um, commitment uh, is is uh, is helpful right like it we 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 spend millions and millions of dollars uh, you know doing drug and alcohol education for for kids um, i mean I went to a public university right like at the orientation thing that we went to they talked about alcohol and they talked about all this stuff um but they and then they also said you know there's like here's how to have safe sex right here's how to do all these things and and literally yeah i mean it's kind of a similar uh level of uh
1: you know seriousness seriousness right like
0: damage yeah and so there's but but no one no one is willing to to talk about it because i think because of what you just talked about lad that telling someone hey uh you should you should not uh, be sexually active or something like that um it it goes towards the the purity culture right like this it, maybe maybe it like draws this mindset of like so the the 90s like protestant purity culture where uh there's an eschewal of all things sexual um, and almost like a forgetting that human beings are actually like are sexual beings, and that's a good thing, right? That 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 uh, human sexuality isn't is not something that is just like an add-on or um, you know like something that we have to fight against all the time. But actually, it's supposed to be the mode in which we're taught to give ourselves away,
1: really. I mean, just to talk on, like, the lack of education or the lack of talking about self-denial, in this area, and I use that word because talking about lust and purity, I mean, it's, I mean, I think the catechism talks about it is, I know it says prayer is a battle, but I think it also says purity is a battle, or like. It's,
0: yeah, it's. Uh,
1: but it's, it's something like that, right? It's an apprenticeship
0: or. and self-mastery. It <laughs> is the, is okay. the phrase. Yeah.
1: So, I mean. If we're just honest with ourselves, like uh, the, the desire, the sexual desire is, is so strong. One of the strongest, if not the strongest desire or attraction that we feel as humans. And so it's such at our core that something like drugs and alcohol, it is like an exterior thing that we can, I mean, it does pull on on interiorly, but that lust or sexual desire is like so interior and so built into us that to to deny just a little bit takes i think that much more effort than say like drug and alcohol so the self-denial dealing with um lust and sexual attraction is is that much that much more difficult
0: yeah yeah and, and there's something um it's not like you y- there's there's kind of a a difference in kind right like because you could you could just say i'm never going to use drugs or alcohol again right but you you can't and you shouldn't and you like it would be wrong to say i'm never going to be a sexual being again right
1: like like (laughs) never gonna feel
0: right like that's a problem i think sometimes uh sometimes people have this uh this mistaken impression that uh if a man becomes a priest or like and and takes a vow of celibacy or promise, makes a promise of celibacy, right? Like he ceases to uh, to be a sexual being, and that's just not not the truth, right? Like, um, yeah, there's there's an ordering to it, right? There's an ordering of that sexuality towards something greater, um, and uh, and it's not uh, a obviously that means from a practical point of view as a as a celibate man, like. There's no genital expression of that, right? But um, it it's still like there's still an ordering, and so um, I think that the the thing with that we want to do, or we want to, you know, and we're all doing this in that apprenticeship of self mastery, uh, is we want to learn how to to have those desires be ordered towards what they're truly actually supposed to be ordered towards, which is the good of the other person, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever desire comes, uh, you know, like the it reveals even, even like the worst desire that we could have, right. Um, something behind it that is an attraction to a good, right? Like, because we wouldn't, we wouldn't feel, uh, we don't, we're not, we don't desire evil, uh, purely speaking, you can't, you can't do that. Right. Like, no. uh, and so when I, and especially with a person, I think that that's, um, I remember having, having that kind of, um, revelation, it, it, the, the Lord kind of uh, reading like this pamphlet, I was reading this pamphlet. I remember very clearly that someone had given me, um, and it was talking about attraction. I think I was in early college, just attractions, right. And, and specifically sexual attractions. And, uh, it was like, find, find the good, the, the way, like, what is this leading you? How is this, how does this attraction lead you to, um, to towards the good, right? Like how, or how is it, what's the good behind it? What are you seeking? Um, and that was just like a stunning revelation to me, uh, in, in early college, um, because you're right, Matthew, like this is really, it's, it's not something that's easy. And especially, I think we start from behind, right. With, uh, with concupiscence and plus the cultural reality. Right. But it's worth it. Right. Like this, this battle is, is worth fighting for, Um, to learn how to, 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 to use the energy that comes from that attraction for the, to, to love the other person truly.
2: You know, you you mentioned the battle. We've used that that term now a couple of times. And so I think it's fitting that we talk about like, okay, well, so like if we're not if we're, if we're not gonna fight for this for the side of vice, we're clearly going to fight on the side of virtue. And you know, it's the contrary virtue of, of chastity. So um we like talk about that. Like what does that look like? What is that what is that? What does it look like? How do we grow in that?
0: Yeah. Chastity belt. <laughs> Isn't that. Oh, the locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Robin Hood Mint Tights, right?
2: Yep. Yeah,
0: sure is. Uh, I'm glad I know that. <laughs> yep. Robin Hood Midden Tights. <laughs> good, good. Uh, yeah, so chastity. Um, there's There's a killer quote in the Catechism about chastity
2: let me take let me take let me take a, let me take a stab before we, we before we drop the nuke that is the the catechism definition I mean I would say it like it's it is the right ordering of our sexuality according to our state in life and by that I mean it's the right uh, use and the right like it's the right, right use but like even more than that like maybe the, just like the, the correct respect for our own sexuality like there's a degree of like respect i think that that has to enter into this mm-hmm. uh, respect and, and use of your own sexuality um and and what that looks like varies depending on whether you are a married uh man or a woman chastity for for a for a husband a married husband will be very different than what chastity for a seminarian will look like or chastity mm-hmm. for um, you know, a couple who's dating. You know, like the the state in life it will determine w- the exact instantiation of what the chastity is. But in all cases, it's a, it's a proper understanding and a proper respect for um, the sexuality of the person, right? Um, I like that. And use again, use like like it, it. This isn't all abstract. This is also functional. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so so chastity is the um, I mean the, the the way that the Catechism kind of talks about it, it, right? Like the successful integration of sexuality within the person and the inner unity of man and his bodily and spiritual being. The virtue of chastity therefore involves the the integrity or, or the wholeness of the person and the integral integrality of the gift <laughs> of self, right? And I know that those are that's a lot of words, uh, but I think it 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 it's it's helpful because what it comes down to is sexuality is meant to lead us out of ourselves and to give ourselves away to another person right or to other people right that that's what human sexuality does and where do you get that from john paul ii uh love and responsibility i don't know tob everything that i've ever read uh about uh, human sexuality right like that's what it that's what, <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm just thinking about it. I'm, I'm synthesizing, right? Uh, and, and so what chastity does is it's the way that we're, it's someone who's chased when they can give themselves away totally, right? In, in an ordered way, um, because you can't you can't give yourself away if you, if you're not, your if you don't um, have yourself, right? Like if you, if you don't have self mastery, you'll just be all over the place and you won't be able to give yourself totally to something. And you can't give yourself away if you're, uh, or, or you can't make a total gift of self if there, if you don't have yourself, right? Like you, that's, that's the thing, like that there's, it allows you to be whole in your actions. Uh, as opposed to just separated in in all these different things, right? Lust seeks one thing, right? It seeks physical pleasure um, from the sexual act, right? And the the this is like the physical pleasure is not a bad thing in itself, but it uh, it can sometimes, but I would say often in, in our lives. The seeking of the physical pleasure associated with, uh, with genital sexuality, it, like becomes the only reason that sexuality is pursued, uh, and that that's what, like that has everything backwards, right? Pleasure is supposed to follow from the the good act.
2: And I think I mean uh, precisely why you know when we're talking about chastity the word that keeps coming up is integral or integration or integrity or whole, all, all of these notions, you know, no wonder when we look at it, contrary the vice of, of lust and the isolation of just the, of just the aspect of sexuality or sexual intercourse, that is pleasure and the sole prioritization of, of, of the pleasure. I mean, by its very act, like you're fragmenting the whole, both in both in terms of the act itself, we are fragmenting this what is what should be a unified whole, and the effect on the person, what should be a unified whole of the person. We instead we look at the results. What is it? It's 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 fragmentation. It's isolation. Um, like these are the like logical consequences of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so you see like the practical. Uh, uh, expressions of this in uh, both in like the hookup culture in things like pornography and masturbation um, which I mean the statistics on pornography I think are are fairly well known now but it's it's alarming right like the you know like the average age of exposure to pornography is like something like 11 years old um, which means that half of kids have seen hardcore pornography before 11 years old which is it it's just crazy right and I mean we I can speak for myself right uh the the reality uh is that um when we were even growing up or when I was growing up uh this was already a huge issue in uh, I mean in high school and in in college I mean it was just like there was just like this unspoken um or sometimes even spoken like this is not a big deal kind of thing um and it, it ends up uh, like with a, there's a trail of, of broken hearts and isolation and, um, like it causes the person to not be able to give themselves away, uh, in a, in a, a full, a full way because they've, um, it basically the sexual, uh, faculty has just become this, this, um, it's been turned towards Simply attaining pleasure for the person as opposed to doing what's best for another person right mm-hmm. um, so i I think that that's the that's that's the state that we're kind of uh, we're, we're kind of working in right now um, so what we and we talk about chastity as the antidote to that, but um, what what are practical things that uh, ways to build Chastity how do you how do we how do we do that? how can we follow christ uh, in and grow in virtue in this area
2: I think the first and most indispensable kind of tool in, in, in the fight in in the pursuit of chastity has got to be um, community honestly and like honest like honest and real community not just like um check the box community, but like honest and real community, because so here's why I say that too. Um, when I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to all of the vices that we've talked about thus far in the show. And, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's possible for, um, it's possible for those vices to exist and to maybe even engage in those vices still within the context of community. You're probably, you know, if you have a good community, you're going to get called out for it. Like, Hey man, uh, looks like you're struggling with some anger, you know, or like wrath or, or you know, pick any one of them, um, but this you know, lust and and, and even maybe even more specifically, like um, like the sexual acts that it leads to, by almost by necessity, happen in uh, like isolation or um, are like private in in, hmm. in their matter, and so you know, when we're fighting against those, I think like practically speaking, maybe it, maybe it's not speaking to the heart of the issue, the heart of what's going on, but like practically speaking, just like when you're in the trenches, um, resisting temptation, at, like community is is important. If, if for nothing else, then like it, like if someone else keeping you accountable and it's a real deterrent, you know, um, again, that's like yeah. a, that, that that's not really speaking like, m- it like community will help you to address like multiple layers deeper, but like that's like at the most practical level, you know, I think that's something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that that's, that's right on the money. Uh, I, I remember, um, in college, uh, I have a really good friend who I knew in high school and, and we continue to be friends to this day. But, um, when we were both struggling, uh, with pornography in college, um, we basically, would uh, would call one another like if, if there was a a desire uh, we would we would call or we would text and it was just just enough right to to get you out of the 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 pattern right like to reach out to a real human being right because there's there's a um, what I mean less makes makes a human being whether it's on a computer or in real life. Uh, into an object, and so to reach out to a real human being uh, who you have a a friendship with, makes a huge difference. Um, And I I think of that example in my own life of what you're talking about. So I can attest that that's something that was uh, an essential part of, um, of growing in the virtue of chastity for me. What about, any thoughts, Matthew?
1: I just have a question about, so in terms of pornography, and understanding so like i guess just taking deeper a little bit of what jesus said and anyone who looks after a woman or lust after a woman or looks after a woman with lust commits adultery and and so we've talked about like lust is a physical or like a general pleasure physical pleasure so like pornography if you don't masturbate you know how is it how is it lust if there's no physical, no genital mm. pleasure, if you're not doing any of that, what's, yeah. what's going on?
0: I mean, I, th- I still think it goes back to what you just quoted, right? That The Lord said, he who looks after, <laughs> you know, right? Like, like looks to desire. That's the thing. How are you looking at this, this person? Right. I mean, it, honestly, um, What's the quote from John Paul II in Love and Responsibility? He says, uh, The only proper attitude towards a person is to love them, right? Like you you should not do an act, right, towards another person, um, including an intellectual act, right, Uh, or like a a desiring act um, that, that is not in accord with their nature as a human being. Right, and this is we could get it. We could do a whole whole talk about this, uh, but this is the difference between the pornography, and the Sistine Chapel, mm. right? The, both show, uh, I mean, materially speaking, they both show a depiction of the same thing, right? They both show uh, a a a man and a woman naked, right? But th- what they reveal is different, right? One the Sistine Chapel reveals the human person, right? Like as a person and invites the, the one who looks, not to say that someone couldn't look wrongly at that, but who invites the one who looks to, uh, to recognize the dignity of the human person. And pornography invites the person, uh, invites a viewer to rather reduce the person who's on their screen to the level of an object for their, their viewing, for their use, right? Um, there's a lot more to be said for that, but that's kind of what comes to mind in my, in my mind when I, when I hear, when he, you ask that question, it's just that there's like a, a, a difference. How are you looking? Because looking is an act. So, I mean, a, a, a perfectly chaste man, right? For example, Jesus Christ, um, when he met that woman at the well, right? When he met the woman at the well in John chapter four, the woman of Samaria, um, that scene, it it recalls all the other scenes of wells in the Old Testament. And what happens at a well at, in the Old Testament, people get um, engaged mm. to be married over and over and over again, right? And so he, he is the, uh, he's portrayed as the bridegroom and rightfully so, but it's it's also like um this woman is wary of him because all that has ever happened to her is that men have used her over and over and over again men have used her and Jesus Christ mm-hmm. looked at that woman and he didn't he didn't use her right like he didn't want anything from her uh, except herself like except the fullness of like her person uh to you know like in the best sense of that the word right like he yeah. was he was calling her to to be truly what she was meant to be as opposed to reducing her to an object the same thing with the woman cutting into adultery and all of that kind of stuff awesome. right um but that's Dude. that's that's the call in, in for all of us is when i you know like and i, I the truly chaste man would never like go and seek um you know, to place himself in the, the occasion of sin, but the truly chaste man, if he saw, um, if he saw something like pornography, he wouldn't be attracted uh, or aroused. Uh, he would rather be, he would be, um, like he would be attracted to the person as a good to be loved and not as a, a thing to be used. Right. Um, and, and, you know, that, that recalls the, the story of those bishops, uh, like this is an ancient story that a bunch of bishops were walking past uh, in, in an ancient city and they were walking past this prostitute and all of the bishops were averting their eyes, right? Rightfully so, because they, they knew that if they looked uh, upon a, a woman, they would look with lust. But one bishop had his eyes fixed on this this woman and uh, the other bishop was like, "Brother, what are you doing? What are you doing?" And and um, th- that bishop said something like, uh, "I like he he wasn't looking to desire, right? Like he, he didn't desire anything from the woman, but rather wished to raise the woman up, you know, like to 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 see her full dignity." Um, so I I think that that's a helpful. I don't know. I hope that that's helpful. It is at least in my mind. Um, like, we want to be able to see, right? Lord, teach us to see people rather than things to be used.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think too precisely, precisely in that in that story in that example, we see, um, we see the fruit of of chastity grown grown to like maturity, right, um, to its most mature form, namely. The ability to look upon another person um, with the eyes of God, with 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 the gaze of the Father who loves them as as person, right? Um, yeah. If we if we are if we are if we are um, developed in that virtue of chastity, it enables us to do that. Um, and as opposed to maybe um, you know the distinction that that Aristotle would make would be the continent the continent man who um you know he 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 does what's right even though like it's still kind of a a battle for him and so maybe you know going back to the story you know those are the bishops averted their eyes because they knew like hey there's this battle within me and i'm not going to cede an inch of territory to the enemy by looking upon this and it being a near occasion of sin for me and and yet we have the virtuous the virtuous bishop um because precisely because of the virtue of chastity that he has cultivated is able to look upon her with the eyes of the father and really yeah. I- in so doing really uh be an agent of god's love to her yeah and i think and, for us when we ask ourselves like what's the point what's the point of being vir- what's the point of chastity what's the point of growing in this virtue it's i right there there we go you know yeah yeah
0: yeah, it it's ultimately to do what Christ did on the cross, right? To give himself totally away for the good of the other person. Um to to bring us back to that first icon that we talked about, Christ the bridegroom. Um right, like he he did that for his bride. Right? And we're all we're all called to imitate that type of that type of love. Any other thoughts, Matthew?
1: But just to I guess talking about the, the cross and so the vulnerability of Christ and and giving himself away and how when we talk about chastity, that's why a husband and a wife can have sex, can have the conjugal act, and and still be chaste. Like that be a chaste action because it's one that is vulnerable in the right setting, right? And so it's a vulnerable giving of oneself. And it's a, it's an image of Christ on the cross, you know, in, in some sense, mm-hmm. um, of the vulnerable giving of oneself, and and that being, chaste, and why why sex is, a chaste act. It can be, should be a chaste act. Yeah, yeah.
0: What about um, what about other practical things uh, that that we should be aware of uh that are i mean for, for me one thing that comes to mind is just like uh watching what we um like paying attention to what we're watching uh what we're taking in uh you know oh yeah that kind of stuff um i i've had this experience of, and it was it was more with um, more with violence than sexuality or, or something like that but uh it, at one point um i think i was watching like the walking dead which I loved the show, right? Like there was there was something that I I really enjoyed watching that show, but then I I stopped watching it for some reason. I I think it just got a little bit too violent for me, and then I saw like a year later I saw an episode again, and I was like, this is so violent, right? Like this, like I was like, this is unbelievable how how violent this is right now, uh, and just to be aware of um that. We do get used to things, uh, and but nevertheless, they have have an effect upon us.
1: Um, I think music is huge too. I think certain music, and there's a bunch of theology and philosophy. You know, we can talk about this, but like, there's music that just is is promotes this promiscuous feeling. It's just kind of like, I mean, I just think the first thing that comes to mind, I'm not just dogging on rap, but like the, the beat that comes with rap music or that kind of, it just, it gets your mind sensual. It's sensual. And so even though you're not lusting, it's going to yeah. move you in that direction to make it easier for you, which is the same thing. If, if you're drinking wine or you, you get drunk, you become more sensual. So it's easier to fall into lust. I mean, it's, yeah. so surprisingly, yeah, music is huge. I, I hear stuff that's, it just surprises me sometimes the the stuff that people get used to listening and
0: yeah, so community watch watch what you watch what we're uh taking in that kind of stuff, um obviously prayer and and asking the Lord for grace, <laughs> i mean I, with all things right, but the good one. but the thing is right, like sometimes people think well i just i'll pray and then things will get better right, but it's like no the Lord wants also um us to act right and like to to take practical steps towards towards uh becoming whole um yeah and i
1: i think i mean just talking about integrality like if chastity is a successful integration of your sexuality then everything in your life you have to integrate it you have to master it so yeah like community the music you listen to the the movies tv you watch the books you read i mean everything prayer all that it all has to come together because it's so integral to the person your sexuality is so close and so every part has to be a defense against it
0: i just want to say uh i think that that's a that's a really kind of good way to kind of end our end our uh, podcast um but i'll say one more thing anyway because i can't I'm, i'm bad at that uh that just an invitation uh well two invitations one for people who are struggling with this uh, with chastity or struggling with lust um it's worth it right it is worth it to fight this battle it's worth it to uh to be able to give yourself away totally and freely um, and fruitfully it it's worth it it's possible um and w- we are praying for you uh and then second of all um it, it just a kind of a an invitation to parents, uh, like watch out for your kids, uh, as they're growing up and don't be afraid to enter into difficult conversations with them about sexuality. Uh, please, please, please. Um, also find a way to have some sort of filtering and accountability software on your computers, especially for parent, like on family computers, on, on devices and things like that for your kids. Um, it's, it's a war zone out there. And it's like, we, we got to talk about this stuff. We got to address the fact that there's, uh, you know, that there's a lot of, uh, room for people to fall very quickly into a habit of lust, um, that normally begins, uh, simply out of curiosity, uh, quite honestly, just out of a curiosity, uh, you know, it, it, unintentionally people stumble across, kids stumble across pornography, they stumble across things online. Um, and there's a lot of shame that's associated with that. We didn't even touch about that kind of stuff. Um, but as a parent, to make that conversation something that uh, is open uh, in as much as you can, um, and to have the, that kind of tool also um, to have some sort of accountability.
2: Matt, Fred always talks about uh, covenant eyes you know, yeah. promotes that and uses that himself. I mean, that's, yeah.
0: you, you mentioned some
2: kind of software. That's the first thing that pops into my mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, I use Covenant Eyes um, and, and I have for a few years and uh, it's, it's uh, very helpful, right? Like it's just a, a uh, another check and I know priests that use it. Um, not, you know, just because like they want to be so above the board, right. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this stuff, it's not like they have a, this, habitual problem or anything like that. No, they just want to be really clear uh, that they're men of integrity and, uh, and to do that. So an invitation. All right. Well, we are definitely out of time for uh, for, for this episode of Excess and Defect. Lad is giving me a uh, look right now that says uh, we should be quiet. I uh, want to thank you. Yeah, today's The Excess. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Yeah, so this is the end of our series on yeah, this. Yeah, this is um, like the wrap-up. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, maybe maybe we'll, we'll come up with something to do uh, in the future, I'm hopeful. Um, but uh, we haven't quite figured that out yet. Uh, but thanks for, for joining us for this episode and for the series. Um, we hope that it's been helpful to you. If it has, um, please uh, please share it with someone. Um, who might also find it helpful um, and uh, know that we're praying for you and have a great day. Happy Easter. <laughs> One hour and 25 seconds. Oh, be quiet. We're, we're going to take out like six minutes, it, a lot. We're oh, take okay. Out like 10 okay. So it's only 54 minutes. All right. Well, that's... I'll take out 10 minutes. It'll be 50 minutes. <laughs> Maybe I'll take out some of the beginning. It was kind of rough at the beginning.
1: I know. (laughs) Lad just held up the timer for me.
0: Uh, And it's okay. I really am going to take out a few things. But... uh...